Hi everyone, I'm Annika and this is the Tried and Truth Podcast. Welcome back to another episode. Thanks for taking me with you wherever you are today, whatever season or stage of life that you're in and wherever you're headed. I'm just so grateful to be able to share conversations like this one with you, just real stories with authentic and real people that you know, encourage you, they'll inspire you, and they'll reconnect you back to meaningful things. Stories that we're invited into, like Megan's today, just people who have incredible talent and skill and yet have so kindly and humbly invited us into their beginnings, their life lessons, and just leave us all with so many encouraging words for us to all walk away with as we go through life together. Today we're talking with the incredible Megan Tibbetts. She's a singer, songwriter, harpist, and so much more. Her story is fascinating and I can't wait for you to hear it. She's answering questions like how we can pursue and enjoy a handful of things in a world that kind of tells us to pick one thing, yet we have so many maybe passions or interests. Uh, she's sharing how she stays inspired and grounded and advice for us, or for those of us who don't quite yet maybe have a big dream or maybe a dream that we're chasing that's not really necessarily playing out the way that we thought it was going to play out. Uh, my two favorite things as she's sharing is how she discovered her talents on the road to finding God's favor and just her own journey and unpacking identity that I think we can all walk away with something from. So really great conversation. It's a good one. So listen in and be encouraged. Well, Megan, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Annika. This is really fun. I'm so glad that you're here and I'm excited for you just to share a little bit about your story, what you're up to right now. Um, I know we're going to talk a lot about this and I'm sure a lot of people have followed your work or have heard about you, but I'd like for you just to kind of share it from your own perspective. Like tell us a little bit about who you are, your story, and just specifically like what you're doing right now. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so I, a little bit of my story is I grew up in a very musical family. My family was actually, my dad was a banker. My mom was a teacher. They quit their jobs. We went full-time on the road as a family. Band. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and we got in the motor home and threw a bunch of crazy instruments in the back and, um, and did about five shows a week. And that was how I grew up basically. So that's where music comes from. Music is just in my blood and in my bones and, um, and everywhere in my story. And so then I, I went on to go to college for a music education degree, um, which I never formally used because (laughs) I ended up in LA. Um, I went for a visit, um, to visit my sister lived here at the time. Um, and I went to visit LA, told all my friends I'll be back in two weeks. Um, I had two weeks of clothes packed. I got to LA and I never went back home to Michigan. (laughs) Oh my goodness. How funny. (laughs) So I accidentally moved to LA (laughs) where I feel like, well, then I joined, um, a nonprofit organization called the young Americans and we, um, we went around the whole world and taught kids music, um, really taught kids self-confidence through by way of music, which was so beautiful. And, um, and it was, so went to tour Japan and Germany and the Netherlands and, um, the Southern States. And, uh, and through that, it was while I was in that, that I felt like the Lord said, Hey, give this a try. You were made for Mm -hmm. this. Hey, let's move back to LA on purpose (laughs) and and do this thing and give it a try. So, um, so yes, then I intentionally moved to LA and, um, started from the very bottom. I got my first gig 
off a of Craigslist. It was a great time. <laughs> okay. So first gig off the Craigslist, fast forward to where you are today, like fill us in a little bit on that gap. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so first gig and, and Craigslist, um, started playing the harp in the middle of there. Um, I had gone home to Michigan, um, where my mom plays the harp, their harps are all around the house, but I hadn't really, I've kind of doodled around. Um, but I came home to Michigan to do a show. My set, my dad said, uh, you should play a song on the harp. I was like, but I don't really play the harp. And my dad's like, you can figure it out. So I learned a song on the harp to play for this show at home. The response was crazy. And I was like, wow, maybe I should play the harp. (laughs) So, um, got a harp back to LA, did a video in my laundry room, um, got contacted by a TV show, went on the TV show as a harpist. They didn't know I only knew one song. Um, and so that opened some doors, uh, did a couple other TV stuff along the way. And then, um, most, most recently, um, I was on a show called I Can See Your Voice as my title was The Harpist. And um, after that, I just got off of two tours. Two months ago, I hadn't been on any tours. And now I am home for two days because I got off of two tours. So that is super fun. Um, It's been a crazy journey. The Lord is full of surprises. I couldn't have seen any of this coming. I was going to, I was going to stay in Michigan and um, be a music teacher, which would have been a beautiful life, but God had other plans. And so mm. now I'm here. Gosh, I love that so much, uh, especially the family band part. Yes. <laughs> because who could, like, how many people can say just, you know, me and my family band. <laughs> right. Growing up like that, I thought that's how every kid grew up. I remember at a, uh, at a church, I was playing with the little kids around when I was little and, and this girl started singing and I was like, oh my gosh, you're singing. So where's your family band? <laughs> like I thought that was just how it worked. Oh, that's so great. And also that like, you didn't play the harp until you played one song and one song has opened a world of doors that have even evolved since then. I think that that's so fascinating about your story. I think, you know, so often people just feel like I got to pick one path, right? I got to do the one thing that I'm told to do or the degree that I have, I have to use it because this is the degree that I have. Um, but yet I still feel like there's so many unexpected paths that like the world opens for us that sometimes we just got to step in and see what unfolds, especially if, like you said, there's a response to it and it's something you love just seeing what transpires from there. I love that. Absolutely. And I think for a while I was stuck in that place of this is my plan. This is what I'm going for. I wanted to do mainstream music. I didn't play the harp. I, you know, just, I had, I had this dream. I wanted to do mainstream music. That's, that's it. And even people at home were like, well, maybe you should do Christian music. And I was like, "Uh, I don't really want to. And it really being stuck in that place. And Mm. my mind wasn't open to what the Lord, if the Lord wanted to do something else, I was like, Lord, I love you. And I will worship you everywhere, but I'm going to do mainstream music (laughs) as my career. (laughs) But he, so yeah, as an encouragement from being in that place of stuck in a plan, Mm. um, 
I had to learn the hard way how to let go of my grip on what I, how I wanted it to look and how I wanted it to plan out and, and what I thought it should be because I know best. Yeah. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) So, so yeah, when I feel like the Lord took me in a different direction and I resisted it for a long time and I could have saved a lot of, um, stress and disappointment if I would have just opened my hands from the beginning and said, Hey God, whatever you want, that's what I want. That's really good. Like, what do you tell people that say, you know, I, I have this dream or I have this desire, or I'm, I'm really interested in something. And it's just like, it's not playing out right now. Like, what do I do with that talent? Like, what do you tell people that are in that place? Yeah, that is such a tricky spot because, because one, God doesn't work on our timing, Hmm. which is so frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if I'm honest, it is so frustrating. And, um, so sometimes it's a matter of really always just going back to God. Hey, is this, is this where you want me? And sometimes some, sometimes he'll, maybe he won't really answer back. And then we just take what we know about God and what we know about what he said and, and really find where the favor is. Mm. That's, that's what I would say. If, if, if we don't know where to go or what to do, as long as we're not directly disobeying the will of God, sometimes he's not, sometimes he's like, you choose, what do you want to do? And sometimes it's a matter of waiting for things to pan out and being faithful in a place. And sometimes it's a matter of getting unstuck of what I want and moving where I can see he's moving. So that's good. So when I started playing the harp, that wasn't my dream. I want to be a harpist. (laughs) That was never my dream, but I saw there was a ton of favor there Mm. and I, and I followed it. And though that's not what God made me to be necessarily a harpist. That's what he has seemed to in this season used to open some doors and get me in the door because, because it's never about, it's never about the gift. It's about the person. And it's about what God has put in us to take with us wherever we go. So it's not that God wants to get my gift of singing and harp playing to the world. No, he, he cares about his people. He doesn't want to make people famous. He doesn't want, that's not the, that's not the goal. It's getting what he has put inside his people to his other people that he loves so dearly. Mm, I love that so much. And I love too, that, like you said, that opened a lot of doors, but you still do other things. Like you still sing and you still write music. So like, talk to me a little bit about like, how do you still dabble in a lot of things that you love and not just stick to one thing. Like you still get to do a lot of the talents and skills and, and passions that you have inside. Yeah. I feel like sometimes we put God in a box and he's so big. There's Mm. room for all of it. There's room for everyone and there's room for all of it. And so, yeah, I think there are seasons where we focus on, on different things, but sometimes they all kind of play together in, in, in one direction. So, so following 
where he has you now. Like I was in a season of giving a lot of voice lessons and I loved that. And now I am needing to say no to that so that I can focus in a direction of artistry. But artistry itself is not just singing and not just playing. It's also writing. It's also uh, Mm. collaborating. It's also um, still needing to make income that maybe it doesn't all come from recording music because that's a rough place right now <laughs> it's expensive and not a lot of give back. Um, so, so it's, it's a, it's a balance to find, but also to respect the direction that you're going. So I can't have my hands everywhere and everything, but I can aim in a direction and then check in with the Lord. Hey, is this thing over here? Oh, I need to say no to this in this season. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. And there was another season where it worked for me and that was my place, but now I got to shift here, but there's a bunch of things in here to play with. So, yeah. um, so it's, it's really fun. And I think it's, it's a balance and it's knowing the different seasons that you're in and, um, and to put your focus somewhere, but it doesn't need to be one little thing. Cause in order, and especially in the music industry, you kind of kind of have to broaden your, your lane a little bit in order to make yes. it. Dance, so. Yes. As you're saying that I'm like envisioning almost like the plate in front of you, like literally the plate in front of you. It's like, you have this main entree, you have this main thing that you're doing, but there's other things that get to be on the plate in that season. And none of them are necessarily bad or good, right? There's like your dessert and your vegetable and all the fun stuff too, that, that comes with it. And there can be a lot of other things that you get to um, to add to your plate in the season, but like your plate can only hold so much, like our minds, our bodies can only handle so much. And so it's at least like putting boundaries around some of that. Like you said, during the season, like perhaps I do need to say no to this Mm because that's all that fits where I can still enjoy it. Yes. Where it can still be enjoyed rather than, exactly. you know, and you don't go crazy, just spreading yourself too thin. And I'm, I'm learning I'm not very good at resting (laughs) and none of us are. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like as the world has opened back up and we came out of a season of maybe like unnecessary rest that we didn't want. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, where is that? Give it back. Yeah. Um, But to learn how to, how to not just go, 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 but to respect the rest that the Lord has invited us into. And I am not good at that yet, but I'm, but I'm learning it. And I think he can do more with our work time. If we are available for the work time, because we're rested as opposed to trying to do too much and being so tired and not enjoying it as we go. So that's something I've also am learning in this season. (laughs) I think it's a really great lesson. I think we can all you know, take something from that. I think that there is only so much space. And I think too often we feel like, okay, I have this much space on my calendar, a space in my day. And so it should all be filled. And I think when we fill it, we don't leave that marginal space or more than a margin of space. It needs to be there for, like you said, to just invite God to have a seat at that place and, and work through us. So I think that's, that's really, really beautiful. Um, I want to talk a little bit about, you talked about like getting to LA and on purpose, right? Like the second time, you know, and you had said before, like you didn't, this is not what you had envisioned your life to be, right? Like it has totally turned into something totally different. And I think that a lot of people can resonate with just this idea of like, I don't, I don't have this big dream just yet. Or right. Or maybe they have the big dream and it didn't come to fruition. But I think 
What I'd love for us to just unpack a little bit more is the people that feel like I have no idea what I want to do. I just know that, that there's more, (laughs) I just know that there's more, um, like, how did you, like, how did you just know, like, this is going to be, I'm choosing to go somewhere on purpose and just stepping faithfully off the path that you were on <laughs> Yeah. to just like, let it unfold and like, let the dream unfold rather than dreaming up the dream. Does that make sense? Uh, yes. <laughs> Which is hard to do. <laughs> I think holding things lightly is really important. Um, and and yeah, letting it play out. God knows us. That's what I had to keep reminding myself. He knows me. He knows what makes me come alive before I do. I didn't know that I that being an artist was even a thing. So I couldn't mm. have dreamt it up. Yeah, the the famous people got to be artists, but I was from I'm from a small town in Michigan. That's not that's not an option. My career, my guidance counselor did not offer <laughs> career as an option, you know? And so I picked what made sense, but then God knew, and he was kind to me too. He, I think he knew that if he told me to move to LA, that would have been too big to me, too scary. I would have packed too much. I would have been freaked out. I would have tried to find the right job. I would, but instead he knows he knew I had a knack for adventure more than I knew I had a knack for adventure. Mm. And so he sent me on a vacation that turned into my new home because he knew if he would have done it a different way, I would have been freaked out and resistant and then dealt with the guilt of disobeying. Like, oh my gosh, God told me to move to LA and I didn't. Instead, he just he spoke like, in your hey. language. <laughs> right. He spoke my language. Yeah. He said, let's go on an adventure. And uh, let your hands free of this one. Like I'm going to guide this. And it did feel, it felt like every day I was, I was holding God's hand and turning corners and being like, what's over here. He's like, let's check it out. And I'm, and I went with it and it ended up being this beautiful adventure that I could not have planned for myself. So I think holding plans lightly and being willing to dream, but also being willing, but holding that dream with an open hand and mm. offering it to God and being like, this is what I think I want, but I know that you know me so much better than I know myself. So take this or leave it, but I know what you have would be better if it's not this. No, that's, that's some juicy stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> some juicy stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like a friend once told me just like pursuing things fully and holding them loosely. And I, yeah. I think that we, pursue them fully and we hold them very tightly, or we think that we're holding them loosely, but we just grip one side of it. And like you said, rather than just like letting the adventure kind of unfold and, you know, letting life meet us where we're willing to invite it in and just see what that can be. It's like, we have such finite minds that can't even dream up so much. And I feel like when we say, well, I don't have big dreams or, you know, I'm not a visionary. I don't have these big goals. We think something's wrong with us. It's like, no, you're just a finite human being. (laughs) And sometimes you got to just like welcome adventure into your life and do things that are different. Like you said, like just showing up in LA is very different than being in Michigan, right? Like just trying something yep. different and just saying, do I want to do more of this or less of that? And yeah. stepping into that place, I think is, is really, really cool. Um, as you've kind of like endured or adventured through like different 
success stories, right? Like you're growing up, it's like your life with your family and, you know, all this musical talent and then teaching like everywhere, all over the world, literally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I mean, how do you like view success? And do you feel like your definition of success has evolved or do you feel like there's one that you hold on to over the course of all of this? Yeah, that's, that's an important question. Um, especially in a realm where of music, where the success bar is always moving. Mm. You think once I did it, then I'm going to feel like I made it. But when you get there, you don't feel like you made it. And so the bar moves and it could be a constant disappointing journey every place you get is not enough. And so I think there are, there are practical ways that I've thought about success. Um, but I've started to think and started hopefully go on a journey with the Lord. I'm not, I've never arrived and I will never arrive, but going on a journey with the Lord to define success in a way that matters to him, because the stages that I sing on, the TV show I on, like that doesn't matter to him. What matters to the Lord is his people. What matters to the Lord is love. So if I can think about success in a way that matters not to the world, that might be like a huge headlining tour or you're the host on this show or you make this amount of money. But, but I think at the end of our lives, the Lord's going to ask really different questions. Hmm. He's going to ask, how did you, how well did you love? He's going to ask, who did you love? He's going to ask, did you love when it was hard? He's going to ask who, who knows about my love and who knows that they're important when maybe they didn't before. And so I don't know what success is, but it's something in there. And I want to continue to find that and make that what I go for. Because when I get sidetracked into what the world says is success, I am constantly disappointed because I haven't made it yet. And so I think there are very practical ways we can prepare um, practically for our furthering of our career and, and using the vehicle to get to the people that God has us. But I think it comes down to love and loving his people well. That's really, really good definition. I ask this question to all of our guests and it's always really cool to see how different people answer, but I love what you said about if I keep defining it kind of the way that everyone else defines, like, it's just going to be this constant disappointment and discouragement. But if I make it about others and I make it about love, it's like, you get to do that every minute, every hour, every day. (laughs) in a different way. It's going to look different, you know, inside your four walls versus when you step outside your door, the grocery store on tour, right? Like it's going to look different, but like you still get a chance to pursue it in a way that will not be disappointing because it hasn't been about you. And so I, that's a a really challenging definition that I think I know myself and I I know many others can just walk away really thinking about Mm. thinking about that. Like what if instead of making it a constant disappointing journey, I made it a constant opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Like living out success, like opportunity Mm -hmm. by opportunity is, Mm -hmm. is really good. Um, how do you stay grounded? 
like every week, right? Every you were just saying, I'm only here for a day and a half <laughs> uh, right before the call. I mean, how do you stay grounded when everything is always evolving and everything is always changing? And you kind of mentioned like, it's hard for you to rest. I think it's hard for a lot of us to just to be still. So how do you find that, that stillness? And it, does it, does it look what you think like it's supposed to look like, or is it a little bit different? And yeah. Yeah. It sure does not look like how, I thought it would look like, or how it has looked in other seasons. And, you know, I had my, when I was home at all <laughs> in, in, in this last season before this one, uh, I had my place. I would go read my Bible, spend time with the Lord. Um, and, and now I'm constantly on the road and that place is not there, let alone that, that time is not mm-hmm. there. The routine is totally gone. And I think what I, what I need to remember is the Lord is with me. <laughs> he goes with me on these trips. He does not stay in my cozy corner where <laughs> I read the Bible. With so my true. Yeah. He goes with me and he's the same God in my coffee corner as he is when I wake up and I'm on a bus. Um, or when I get up at 3am to catch a flight to North Carolina for one day and then fly back that same night. He's there. He's on the plane. He's, he's in the car. He's, he's everywhere. And so it doesn't look the same and I'm a person of routine. And so that's really hard for me to get used to. And I'm even, I've been asking the Lord, like, what, how do I stay connected with you? Because even though I'm doing ministry on these tours, it's interesting doing ministry sometimes is the most disconnected I've felt from God. Hmm. And so, so I'm out doing ministry and I'm like, God, we haven't talked in a really long time. Um, this is weird. Um, how am I doing ministry and feel more disconnected with you than ever? But, and again, I haven't arrived. I'm learning. And since the season is, is newer to me in the last couple months, I'm discovering with God, I'm discovering what that groundedness looks like and the groundedness looks like him it looks like Hmm. him me talking to him bringing all of my worry and stress and tiredness and asking him to renew me and asking him to remind me who I am and why I'm doing this and who what he thinks about me because this applause is going to go away when I leave this city and I'm going to be stuck with myself. So what do you say about me? Who am I to you? What matters to you? Just asking God these questions because he loves to answer questions. Hmm. He loves to. And, and I mean, hearing God's voice is a whole nother conversation, but he loves to answer our questions. Like what you just said about, you've just discovered so much in the journey. Is there anything that you've discovered that you wish you could go tell yourself five, 10, 15 years ago? Like you just wish that you would have known like something that you've discovered. Yes. Oof, this is a big one. So many things. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I wish I could tell <laughs> younger Megan so many things. But the biggest one is this process I I went through and continue to go through am continuing to go through is just the the journey of my identity and mm. Um, a couple of years ago, discovered it was just all wrapped up in music. Who I was, was wrapped up in music. When I entered a room, like I was what I could do. 
And I was what I could offer those people. And I was what I could prove to these people. Like, my voice is good. Please love me. Please accept me. Please like me. If I sing for you, then you'll like me. Um, and kindly, the Lord took me on a really hard journey to, um, to let all of that go. Um, long story short, I gave up music for a bit um, to get my identity right. And, and that's where I discovered that it was really hard to come into a room and just be me and not, and no one knows that I'm singing. No one knows that I sing. No one, people, when they ask me what I'm working on, there's, there's no projects, there's no EPs. There's no, I'm in the writing season right now. Like there's no, (laughs) there's none of that. It was just me. Hey, I'm me and take it or leave it. But this is what God made before there was ever even a possibility of a music career. He created me to be me and carry what he put inside of me to share with his people. And so that is what I wish I could tell uh, younger Megan is, Hey, it's not, your identity is not your music. Your, your music does not make you worthwhile. Your voice does not make you important in a room. You are important in a room because you're you, because what you carry is heavy and, and bringing that love and that light um, and whatever God placed in you is the point. That's the point. Music isn't the point. You're the point. And so I wish I could tell little Megan that, cause I would have said <laughs> a lot of identity crisis, a lot of hardship, a lot of, um, disappointment and a lot of just the work to constantly try to prove myself and to earn my way into somebody's heart and life. Um, it's yeah, it's not the gift. It's you. I think it takes so much courage just to be able to like step away t- from what you've known, whether that's for a day, a week, like we don't realize how much that's ingrained in all that we do because we're producing towards that identity in yes. every second of every day, whether it's mentally producing or physically producing um, outcomes or, or work. And, yeah. you know, I think so many people find that when a lot of that gets stripped away, like you chose that, that's like so courageous. I think for a lot of people, they don't necessarily choose to lose that identity right. that they've given themselves, but I think it gets taken away, whether that's, yeah. you know, the world or stuff changes in the workplace and that position doesn't exist or they move yeah. or relocation. I mean, there's so many different things where you, you wrestle with that and, yeah, I think it's, it is a really, really hard lesson. And, um, I just, I mean, I know even just for me personally, I feel like I I've always had like the job title. <laughs> and so I just, yeah. it's something that I personally have had to really, really learn. Like, why am I struggling? Well, I'm struggling because like, that's where I saw identity. And I don't think I nice. realized I, I had so much identity in what I do. And I, my brother had sent me something the other day and I was just so challenged by it, but it was talking about this quote from Michelle Obama, just talking about, you know, we should ask our kids, like, what kind of person do you want to be not What do you want to be when you grow up? And it just like really struck a chord with me because not even just for like what I tell them, but even for myself, like, what do you want to be? You know, I think that's a natural question. What do you do? We, we introduce ourselves to somebody and we say, tell me what you do and how that's like pulling, maybe not pulling as our, like imposing an identity on them that is, is not an identity. And so like, just rethinking about how, how I set goals for myself. Um, also like what I, 
you know, not creating this like finite world or thinking in my kids' brains, but also like, how do I engage with other people and not push them further into what they do, but just like, tell me your story rather than what do you do? (laughs) And yeah, it was just, it was really, really powerful. But I I think that that's a lesson that a lot of people have struggled with, especially like the last couple months and years. And, um, yeah, I think it just, shows like a lot of courage that you just said, like, I know that this is weighing so heavily on my heart that I have to just give so much of that up for a season. And I think for some people like that's getting off social media for a season, for some people it's, you know, shifting certain things or or leaving certain jobs. And it's hard. It's hard when you've built that mindset or or habit in your brain and way of thinking. And, um, yeah, that's a, I think that's, a lesson we can just keep teaching ourselves, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And you are courageous for going on that journey. And even you're helping women by doing this and opening up stories and connecting with each other and relating with each other, reminding you're reminding us that we're not alone. And it's, it's beautiful. Oh, thank you. I think that, I think that's the most important part is that we're not we're not alone. And I think everybody has a starting point. I love that you shared at the beginning of our conversation, like getting your first gig on Craigslist. I love that you share like playing a song, you know, with your family, when you went back home on the harp, when you never done it before. I, you know, I, I think we just, we look at people's lives and we think they've always done this. Right. I think you, right. like, I had no idea that you didn't play the harp since you were, you know, growing up and you were like five playing the harp, right? Right, like, right, right. You know, just, I think that so many people just feel like I, you know, I'm too old to start something new, or if I can't go big, I'm just not going to, if I can't be successful, if it's not going to be guaranteed, I'm not going to try it. And like, how much do we miss out on? And so I, I just, I love, you know, just getting to talk with people like you who just get to share their story and invite people in to this place of just community and, this place that just encourages people where they are and takes some of these, uh, like boundaries we've put around our thinking or our thoughts or our mindset just away and just say like so much is possible and just lean into the things that bring you a lot of joy and, and just step there. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Outcome I think is huge because sometimes that's why we do something for an outcome and that's never, that's, well, we're kind of setting ourselves up for a disappointment because maybe that wasn't the outcome that the Lord knew would be best for us. So I think, yeah, releasing that outcome and, and doing what we love and following the favor and listening to the voice of God is, is this where I'm supposed to be right now. I think that's, I think that's huge. Release the outcome, hmm. release the outcome. That's, I think that's really powerful. I think we hold on to the outcome and we keep our eyes on the outcome rather than releasing that and just like being faithful to the work we're doing. Yes. Period. Exactly that. <laughs> Period. Um, I would love to hear anything that you're like reading or watching or doing or listening, like just right now that helps fill you up with joint inspiration. Like how do you stay inspired to keep creating? Yeah. I've been listening to, um, to a lot of music, um, half to study, uh, like to hear and be inspired and, and half just because these songs are bops. I'm listening to Yeba's new album, which is super fire. Um, I'm also listening to audiobook audiobook um, that's really helping my perspective. It's called hmm. Imagining Heaven, I think, or Imagine Heaven. Um, it's stories um, about people who have died and come back <laughs> okay. um, just like medically yeah um, medically died and then they have stories about about heaven and and it's it's 
just shifting my perspective about what matters and what doesn't matter and kind of like the success stories we were talking about before. Um, this book is actually helping to shift my, my idea of success back to what matters to God. So that's, that's been inspiring. Um, I always need a fiction novel to like, get me out of, like, I don't want, I don't want to always be self-improving. That's exhausting. Yes. <laughs> so a good fiction novel is always going to give me life. I'm into Grey's Anatomy right now. When I have time on the road, I just on my iPad. So it's, I think it's important to have those, those things that are restful and not just continuing yeah. to always like growing is exhausting. So we need a little break sometimes. I totally agree with that. I think you're right. I think self-improving can, can be really exhausting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so just finding things that just inspire us. And I, um, I had a guest on the, on the podcast a couple months ago and she's an artist and I was so inspired by what she had to say, because I said, you know, are you always painting? Like, how do you stay inspired? And she's like, honestly, there's only about one season a year that I paint. And she's like, I use the summer to go out and get inspired and inspiration and see things and take pictures. She's like the fall. I start thinking of like, what could this be? What could I do with this? And she's like, and I know the winter is going to be just a really closed in season for me where I don't want to produce. I want to just be in stillness. And she's like, and then there's the spring where everything just flourishes and grows. And I was just so amazed by that to just think about like, there's three fourths of this year where she's out not producing she's experiencing wow. and seeing and taking pictures and out in nature yeah. and meeting with friends. And it's, you know, and then that turns into, you know, like the next piece of art and the next song, the next, whatever. It's like, you don't just wake up every day, like writing music, right? Like you got to get inspiration. And sometimes mm -hmm. it comes from just being in life, <laughs> like Absolutely. doing life and using the gift of all your senses to just experience life, right. not just your brain, like use everything that, that you have to, to taste the good foods and see Absolutely. nature and hear the music. And yeah, yeah no, I kind of think of it as like, a, as like a bucket. So if you're trying to be creative on an empty bucket, there's nothing to go from, but when you fill yourself with, with the time with friends, with nature, with, do I need to get away to Michigan and see the green things and be with my family. Do I need to this or that? It fills your bucket. It fills yes. your creative bucket to pull from or else. Yeah. There's, there's not enough just here working ourselves to the ground. There's not enough. And I think sometimes shifting from that idea that we don't always have to be doing, we just kind of have to be being, yeah, exactly. <laughs> being and being with family and being with friends and being in a season of rest or being on an adventure, yes. <laughs> just doing things that may not necessarily, you know, have to be tied to the outcome that I think yeah. we're trying to aim towards, I think can produce such a more meaningful outcome. So mm -hmm. yeah. Any, any final encouragement or thoughts or just mm -hmm. things that you just wish, like maybe everybody knew or everybody would just walk away with today. Yeah. I mean, just I want everyone to know that you are the goal. You yourself, God wants, God doesn't want to get your gift somewhere. He wants to get you somewhere and mm. he's going to use whatever vehicle it takes. And there is like, that might be music. That might be writing. That might be speaking. That might be motherhood. That might be walking into the grocery store, whatever the vehicle is, the vehicle might be something you're gifted at, but you're the thing he cares about and you are what he needs to get 
to his people so that they can know about his love uh, through you. So you're the thing. You're the thing. <laughs> love that. Okay. This has been super inspiring, <laughs> super encouraging. I know I'm, I'm walking away with a, a lot of things to chew on. This has been um, really awesome. So I'm, I'm super grateful for your time amidst all the amazing things you've got going on. I'd love for you just to share like what you've got out there that's new and also just how people can find you and follow along uh, your journey. Yes, absolutely. First of all, thanks so much for having me, Annika. This has been amazing and beautiful and you are just wonderful. Um, so yes, I, I recently just came out with a new single and a music video is called new life, um, is the song and really proud of it. My friends, um, came through and we, we made a pretty cool, a pretty cool video that I think will make you smile. So check it out and share it. That would really bless me. Um, Yes. Artists, artists need people to stream their music. That's what we need. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, yeah. And if there's, um, I'm on the road a bunch. So if there's a show near you, um, you, on my Instagram, I post, uh, whatever new stuff I come out with or, or whatever, um, I'm doing at the time, if I'm coming on, on a tour or playing a show in the area. So that's my Instagram is at Megan Tibbetts. Um, and it would be lovely to connect with everybody there. And yeah, this has been awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being here and we will just keep following you and all the really fun things that you're doing. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks so much for having me. So many truths that Megan shared in today's conversation. In case you missed any of them, here are today's top truths and takeaways. Number one, find where the favor is. Follow where God has you now. Number two, know the season that you're in. You can put your focus somewhere, but know it's okay to broaden your lane and not to fixate just on that one thing. Number three, Respect the rest that you've been invited into. Number four, hold things lightly, knowing that God knows you and he knows what makes you come alive. Number five, you are important in a room because you're simply you. And lastly, number six, be faithful to the work you're doing and release the outcome. Thanks for checking out today's episode. So many more exciting conversations to come. Keep doing all the incredible and awesome things that you're doing. And in case you need a few extra resources this week, if you haven't already, take a quick listen to the latest Meaningful Work episode. Such a great reminder of all the meaning and purpose and impact all around you. It's a short, sweet I think it's 10 or 11 minute episode um, and also created a great free resource on my website for you. The top 10 self-coaching questions that will lead you just to a happier, more quote unquote successful you to help you feel more aligned and connected in all that you're doing. So if you haven't already, also take a quick second to subscribe to the podcast and scroll down in Apple Podcasts to leave a quick review. That's what helps this episode and so many others continue to get shared. So thanks for being you. Thanks for listening. And until next time.